The QPR podcast is sponsored by Grant Harrod Lerman Davis, accountants and tax advisors for individuals and businesses. The Harrod in that title is Jeremy, who's a partner, a mad QPR fan who goes to both home and away games. If you want expert advice and a free consultation, phone Jeremy on 01895 633 Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. I'm joined tonight by three other QPR fans and we've got an ex-QPR uh, favourite, uh, a player, on the phone. Uh, with me in the studio is from ITV Sport, Chris Mendes. Hello. Um, original podcaster, another original podcaster from Independent Ours, Paul Finney. Can't believe I haven't been sacked yet. Thank you. Neither can we. And Thanks, from Kilburn Times, uh, QPR writer, uh, Sean Gallagher. Hello. Welcome to podcast. First time? First time. Well, ho- hopefully um, you'll come back again and we won't make it too uh, unpleasant for you. Right, what do I need to do? Uh, before we talk about, um, well, there's loads to go on oh. about, actually. One game having gone, one tomorrow, one at the weekend, management, rumours, all the rest of it, and a great interview with Martin Rowlands to get in. Uh, before I do any of that, let me just remind you how you can listen to us, get in touch with us. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. Look for the new QPR podcast on Facebook. If you want to look at old episodes, sorry, listen to old episodes, go to qprpod.co.uk. And thank you very much uh, to the sponsors of this podcast, uh, ghld.co.uk, which is Grant Harrod Lerman Davis, accountancy firm in particular. Thank you to Jeremy, who's the H in that, Jeremy Harrod, uh, who's a massive QPR fan and has supported us on the podcast. Right. That's all that done. Um, Friday night, everybody got a nice weekend to themselves to go shopping or to go out with the family. What did? Don't tell me about Friday night, Paul. Tell me what you did on the weekend. Saturday morning, I got a rope in the chair and, and um, yeah, had a quick time. <laughs> um, Friday night. Yeah. Friday night. What do you think? Um, honestly, I just... I just I'm struggling with things I'm struggling with the atmosphere at times I'm struggling with the fact that we hit the post twice and you know everyone says these things turn games and they're right if we hadn't scored and they hadn't scored we would have won but then they gave me Andy had had balls should be my uncle so you know it's it's one of them things At, at, at times we don't would she, or would she still be your auntie, but with a problem that needed correcting? I don't care. I haven't seen him for forty years, and they don't like me anyway, so I don't care. Okay. Um, but the, the thing is, it's 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 just this. The one thing that I don't understand is the Emmanuel Thomas Thowins. If someone can explain that to me, I'd love to know because it doesn't work. It's daft and it's insane. It must be Neil Warnock, isn't it? His influence. It's no, been, it started before. Yeah, it did. Well, it's got a long throw in. And to it's himself. Just, it's just the law that if you get distance on it, you have to be the one to take it. It's all risk, isn't it? Yeah. But, but what Kinch- he needs to do is throw it high enough so that he can run into the box and head it by the time he gets <laughs> Exactly, there. but Kinchelski can throw the ball. I mean, going back to performance, I mean, yeah, their, their goal was sloppy again, like every goal we consider this season. It was um, bad, yeah. And their fans, their fans, I mean, let's face it, that's, they're with it. 50 years for that mm. um, and they enjoyed it and it was embarrassing quite frankly at times but the most embarrassing thing about it was fair enough we, we you know for 15 minutes in the second half before half time we played quite well hit the post twice mm. 
and then they came out um, quite strongly in the second half and scored the most um, embarrassing thing about it is our response after their goal was just, there was just nothing there head straight down yeah we didn't you know sent Charlie Austin and Junior Hoylet on and kind of felt sorry for Austin because he had no service and we just did nothing so I didn't know where the spirit is you look at teams like Leicester in the Premier League whenever they go down so many times this year they've come back and they've just got so much pace up front you say that sorry to point but you're right I was doing that I was sitting beside Paul Hull the point doesn't come sorry. across and, and, on the audio and by and the way I, Oh, sorry. You know. And I, I kind of looked at him when they scored. And I was like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it bang in the face? Where is it bang in the ground? When they scored, where is it? Come on, let's get back in this. Where, mm. There was nothing. There's not enough courage in that team, is there? The heads go. Not. The yeah, heads go. When easy. we go behind, the heads go. Sean, what did you think of Friday? Um, first half, to be fair, I don't think it was a bad performance. Mm. Um, I've seen Long going close twice. Um, second half I just I think Harley Dean Got his on Really what he said um, After the game I think Brentford Wanted it more And they got They got what they deserve Really second half um, it, 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 it didn't surprise me I, I expected Brentford To win the game it, on, on the back of What was it Three straight wins before I think it, it wasn't a good performance It wasn't a good performance At all um, Obviously now Fan relations I think I don't know I watched that video Of um, Ramsey and the players coming off the field. Uh, I, for me, I don't. I don't get that. Um, mm. Ra- Ramsey's getting pelters and abused, and then the players who actually were on the field and can affect the game were cheered off. I, I, I don't get that. I think that's everything that's wrong in modern football. Really, I think it's obviously tough times. I think got, I feel sorry for Ramsey personally. Mm. I mean, you get told you have a consolidation period, and then really, in his best interest, you would have those players would have gone. I think if you if you got him. If you had to come say, I mean, well, that's it, isn't it? The the, the game. It's the last home game where we MK Dons. So the MK Dons game, which I didn't do the podcast uh, last <clears> week, <throat> and if I had, I would have said uh, without any apology that booing when he made the substitution was an absolute disgrace, and the cheering for or the chanting for Carl Henry to get sent off was an absolute disgrace. But I won't necessarily go over that tonight. But what I was going to say was the pelters Ramsey was getting at that game. I don't know how many chances we missed before we scored. He can't be there to put the ball in the back of the net, can he? We had the chances. The system we were playing created those chances. We missed. It was safe. That's not his fault. You have to. If you're not liking the performance on the pitch, there does come a point where you have to pick it up with the players. I agree. But the thing is, there's three people that could see of Chris Ramsey. To be honest with you, Tony Fernandez. Warnock and Les Ferdinand because what about Chris Ramsey being able to Chris say Ram- Chris Ramsey yeah and the, but the biggest the biggest group of players are cons- is the players they're the ones that should be saving them week in week out the, last week did not have a derby feel to it at times it felt like a pre-season friendly we used to play Brentford many years ago and we were in the top division and they were much lower down the league I'm not being disrespectful but I'm just being honest it was more like them sort of games we didn't we weren't competing in midfield at all at times we, we were letting the Defensively, we're just dropping the players are dropping off. It's a sole thing we're doing. It's just ridiculous. It's not working. We get found out week after week, and most importantly, we just don't seem to have the drive in us. You know, like that was a big game. Um, whether we like it or not, Friday they hit us. It's their big game. The, Clint Hill responded. Paul responded. But sometimes in midfield, I, I don't know what's going on with. Well, why he keeps taking the same players off? What, what, why, why Henry stays on? There's, there's a few things like that. But you are right about the boon at home. That is wrong. Um, mm. The boon of Ramsey. I don't, the situation, I, I don't like either. The, how the players' shoulders dropped after that booing in the MK Dons game was palpable. You could feel it. Now, as it happened, we went on to win the game. Fine. 
but you could feel there was a sense this is not going to help. This but, is going to have the opposite effect. But then why is Fernandez, Ferdinand, and Warnock not standing with the manager and saying? We have a long-term plan. We have a strategy going on. I think Warnock getting Warnock in didn't help Ramsey at all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because and if anything, it but he makes, could cure it though by it makes the fans him. it makes the fans even more likely to boo him because they've got someone there. They think, mm. all right, maybe it's a bit closer now. That he's going to get sacked, so maybe we can have a bit of a say on it yeah. by yeah. booing him. Okay. And what's this? Um, there's these rumours about Sherwood. Is Sean, uh, what, anything you can tell us about that as, as a member of we won't Her Majesty's we won't Press? We will tell anyone. I heard it from a couple of people, yeah, Sherwood. Well, let's be honest, Ramsey was, was brought primarily in to be Sherwood's num- number two, wasn't it? It was all mm. set up for Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Fernandez pulled the plug on that one. Sherwood won in X amount a year. Really. <laughs> was, was Sherwood the man that Fernandez tweeted about when he said yeah. he's my Paul, dream? I believe it was I heard Clement. it was Paul Clement. Paul, Paul Clement. And obviously, tomorrow night, going QPR, we're going to lose at Derby. It's going to be. Oh, you should have got your dream manager, isn't it? Getting Sherwood would be. He, he so started badly at Derby, didn't he? He started yeah. very badly yeah. at Derby. He turned it around, isn't it? My question is: Are things that bad, well, or are we creating this situation around us that things are terrible? The fans have been spoiled. We're twelfth. We're mid-table. We've won five games, drawn four, lost five. And we said at the start of the season, if you finish mid-table in this division, it's a third, a third, a third. You win a third, you draw a third. But you the lose thing a is, David, the, the the squad that we've got is a still even take out the players that stayed. It's still a financially heavily backed squad. I know people keep saying, "Oh, remember the days of Cole Show of Slid." You got people Sorry. like Sandro, yeah, he's fifty grand a week, whatever. But he's, he just wants to go. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's no, but he's not, only, he's not the only. He's not the only one. There's there's still a lot on big wages. I mean, Paul's a cost 1.2 million and he's on, he's on big wages as well so and that I, I imagine that Perch would be on pretty good money as well and, and other people so we're still pe- we yeah, are still pe- what let's what be championship honest. footballers are on good money these days but you can't you can't ones that play for us <laughs> well mm. you can't blame Ramsey for those players because he didn't sign them no, no, Ferdinand Ferdinand is in charge of recruitment isn't it I think people kind of forget that don't they yeah, and but, I think yeah. Ramsey if, if, if you're going to start blaming people it should be joint blame absolutely Ram- Ramsey's Ramsey gets the full yeah, but, brunt of it. But, but listen, as a team. But Ramsey's take, I think personally, I know Ramsey at times doesn't help himself, and I would, I would say it to his face because some of the time. But I would say he's taking the flight for Ferdinand. Yeah. He's also taking the flight flag for Fernandez because while Chris is getting booed, everyone's leaving Tony Fernandez alone. Yeah, he's, Tony's but, very. He's not very. He's very quiet on Twitter now, isn't he? I remember last year of Harry publicly backing him mm. for the right man. Where's Where's Tony? Where's Tony backing Chris now on Twitter? Only someone like Tony Fernandez mm, would yeah. employ. Like Sherwood, a manager who's lost eight of his first ten Premier League games after what? spending loads of money in the summer. But why, why do people want him? What is his record? Well, my worry is the coaching staff at the club want him. Yeah. Because he's, he's Les's mate yeah. and he's Ramsey's mate. So I worry this movement is coming from them. And we said, long, when Sherwood got pointed at Villa, we sat around this table. Well, not this table because we weren't in this venue. But we sat around this table and we said we've dodged a bullet there. We yeah, do not is. want Sherwood, even if it means us going down. I'd say the, only, uh, the only one thing about that yeah. is, let's be honest, Fernandez listens to a lot of what the, what the fans say on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes. Warner, if, mm. if, if you think, is he going to take Sherwood? Well, if he'd have said it in February, I, I think Sherwood and Ramsey together as a combo would have kept QPR. Are up. they talking to Sherwood about, with Sherwood, with a view to Sherwood being the manager, or with a view to Sherwood being. An assistant manager or No uh, is Why ego? no is, Why no is, is ego, You're having a laugh Sherwood is No I mean Sherwood's got too big of ego for no. that uh, I mean <laughs> Rioch and Houston. Houston Yeah that was different Because Rioch was still the manager But No I wouldn't To me Do you know what Tim, Tim Sherwood's more famous than anything You might not know this But Blackburn got offered Sedan 
with yeah. his manager. I know. And Jack Walker said, why do we need Saddam when we've got Tim yeah. Sherwood? And that's because <laughs> it can't be his manager record. The, the thing is, is it another, it's another back page. I mean, to be honest, well, why aren't we looking at the guy at MK? Why aren't we looking at young up-and-coming managers down in the league. Why are we looking anyone? at anyone? Yeah. Why are we looking if, at if anyone? We are going to go down any roads. Are you going to say that, Sean? It's, yeah, it's, it's the structure, isn't it? Managers, I mean, Harry Redknapp, I mean, he's, he's not, he's, is he a bad manager? Well, Mark, I mean, Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes has done a good job at every single club he's been see, at. I didn't realise Paul Sousa was top of bleeding at yeah, yeah. There's yeah. another one who wasn't Paul, good enough. You and I sat round a table when we had we had kind of a, a, a fans group forum with Les Ferdinand and Chris yeah, Ramsey yeah, in we the did. summer. We did. Which has been, the minutes of which have been on all the sites. And, uh, it wasn't and, and they said to us, first priority, not do a Wigan. As in, first priority, there is a, with the squad they had at that time, at that moment, with Bad Eggs, Joey Barton, there is a real possibility we could go down again. First job we need to do is stabilise the ship and not be that team. That's, you know, we're only a third into the season or whatever, but I don't think there's a massive danger of that. So where all of a sudden are we getting off thinking that this isn't where we deserve to be and where we should be? It's the fans' expectations, isn't it? Yeah, but the expectations are only buoyed by the fact we still spend millions of pounds on players. We still spend 3.5 million on Swindon players. We still spend money on Perch. We still spend... But that was never... But then they they should have taken... Really, in my view, Austin, Austin and Phillips they deserve their move. Jerry, Austin, sh- Austin should have been given his move. They should have detected twelve million for him. Phillips seven, I think, region of seven million. You know, I mean, look at the green potentially going wages, etc. You could have got for Chris's benefit. It would have been good for him for those players it, to go. It's not like Austin's been playing the last six games. Yeah, if, we if, were all saying, "I'm sorry, expectations were raised when we kept Austin." But he hasn't go, been playing going for to, six going weeks. Going back to what you said, if, we, weeks, if, we, were, if we were playing Harriman, if we were playing Doherty, if we were playing youngsters from the youth team and hadn't brought players in, then yes, the patience would be there, but because we still... I don't think it would be Chris there. can't... Be, Chris really? might be low in the table. Think so? yeah. Yeah, but Chris has to play them, doesn't he? People are saying, oh, why is he not playing the youngsters then? But he, he has to play the, the players he thinks... Well, that's what the, he that's, has to play that, them, that's doesn't he? I, be- I, I believe he believes that we would go down if we played those players. Yeah. That's why but I don't st- think he's playing. But my point, sorry, I'm making it really badly because clearly I'm daft, but the point is we still spent a lot of money for Championship team at yeah, the start of the season. We did spend money. But maybe we needed to spend it so that we didn't do a Wigan maybe that should be the expectation let me make it clear I'm actually not a Ramsey fan I'm I'm a none of us know let's actually give a, a chance because we've had five years of not giving anyone a chance and just bang, 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 pull the mm. trigger. I don't know, but I believe it will take two years to find out. So I, let's give the, him the, the time to gonna, find the, out. I think that this, he's gone past that point, though. No. The fans are completely... Uh, look at that reception. He, you'd think he... You'd think the reception he got... I mean, I'm, I'm not pro Ramsey. I mean, I don't need to defend him. He's been involved in the game nearly 40 years. But the reception he got off that field coming off Fulham, it's disgusting. Really. It'll keep you our family club. You mean, support your players. Yeah. I mean, it's just, people, it's just just absolutely disgusting. Why that's are you then clapping point. off the players? I mean, how does he feel, really? Why, why does he even want to... If his family are watching that, if I... I don't well, know I think what he said, he said, he said, he said, he said I, I don't know what he's, he's actually He said his sister was, um, was looking at her, like, she was I upset mean. that some of the kind of... She's like, oh, just don't read it. Like, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, he... He's I mean, getting it. It's not him. He's getting it because everybody else, there's an element of untouchability. No one's going to give it to Ferdinand. No pro- one's going to give it to well, Ferdinand. With Les, I quite like Les, yeah, but uh, two weeks, he spoke to us with the, the opening of the Dome event, consolidation. I mean, we're not going to walk the league. Come on, let's, let's stay with this team. I mean, we're going to build. And then two weeks later, it's, it's, it's changed. Why, why has that changed in this promotion bit? And he's saying Chris must raise his expectations. Well, we know 
Legends his bosses having a word with them, obviously, aren't they? But it's it's a bit like everyone's just buying everything on Chris, and isn't other people not accountable? But that's that's been the problem for years at Rangers. No yeah. one's no one's took responsibility for actions. No one's ever stood up and I said, you know what? We've spent two hundred fifty million pounds. We're massively in debt. We've gone backwards. It's kind of my fault. Everyone just sort of points a finger at someone else. Keep sacking people. Reload. Sack. Reload. Sack. Reload. And, and the I, problem I, is not the problem at Rangers is not. The coach and those 11 players on the pitch. It's, it's off the pitch. Yeah, I was looking at this today. Who, who do you think a QPR's, uh, Q, a QPR manager, all-time manager, the highest win ratio ever? Don't say red, that. Um, I know this. I was quite surprised. Not mature. Yeah, not mature. Uh-huh. No, not, no, it's not, not mature. Dowie's quite high. Dowie, yeah. 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 Dowie. Oh, oh, that was the same thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Ninth in the league and then he's... And yeah. he, he, wanted a, he wanted a cup match as well. He got sacked after winning a yeah. cup match. Yeah. We don't do cups at QPR. Get out. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> All right. But, but, but we, we, just, we, just say one last on. thing about Chris Ramsey. What <laughs> everyone says about him, how, even if he, if, if he goes after tomorrow night, he is a thoroughly decent human being and he doesn't deserve the abuse that he's getting, in my opinion. Whether that's good enough to make him a good manager or not, I don't mm. know. But there's very few decent people in football and Chris is one of them. And it's a shame it hasn't worked. It's not working so far. And I would have loved it to work. I would have loved him and Les and the it, whole project. It's not, where, why are we like talking 12. about a manager going when we're 12? This is insane. Because they will, they, will, they will press a panic button tomorrow night if we get done by Derby. I don't think they will. I just think there is a groundswell amongst fans, talking to fans, thinking that they will. I don't think the club have any intention of getting rid of him. The, 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 the club of causes, haven't they? I mean, the, the fans have been kind of... They've been lavish and they were big name signings and expectations. And they, I mean, that's what it is. That's, that's the culture that they're in. The yeah. reason why the fans are doing what they're doing half the time is because there's no leadership at the club. There's no, there is no one taking, there's no one talking, there's no one making big statements, and there's a lack of leadership. And therefore, it's filtering down and everyone's confused, in my opinion. Sorry. Um, this, you said this will be the last thing we say on Ramsey. It definitely won't be. It'll be the last thing we say on Ramsey for 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, because we're going to go to um, Martin Rowlands now, who, with a bit of luck, is on the phone. Hi, Martin. Thanks for joining us. Um, QPR fans will be really pleased to hear from you. What, um, before we get into the questions, what are you doing with yourself these days? Um, not too much, to be honest with you. Just sort of enjoying retirement, spending quite a bit of time with my family. Um, taking my boy to football and the girls to dancing but uh, apart from that not really too much mate getting, are you getting to watch Rangers at all? Uh, I've been seeing the odd game yeah I've not been up too often I like to have my boy football and that but uh, obviously keeping a keen interest and trying to keep me on things as best as possible well, we've just had quite a heated debate about the um, how the fans are feeling at the moment and Chris Ramsey and, and that discussion that's ongoing. What's your take on on the, the, the first part of the season for Rangers? Um, well, you, you, obviously there's a lot of change that has happened from obviously the end of last season and through to this season in the turnover of players and stuff. So I did always feel it was going to be... Um, a bit of an edgy start and to be fair there's been a few good results in there but there's also been some, some real bad ones and and when the bad ones have happened they've been real terrible performances you know where the, the side seem to have lacked fight and seem to have lacked passion and energy which are which really is inexcusable for for playing professional football but also the money they're getting paid and um the bad results have been terrible, terrible performances, obviously, but there has been some good results in there as well, so you can't you can't take that away from, from the management and the players as well. I mean, it's been very topsy-turvy, but um, obviously I speak to a lot of the fans as well, a lot of them are my friends, and I know there's quite a bit of unrest of 
people thinking about obviously the management and Chris Ramsey and the coaching and but um, obviously time will time will tell but obviously they're looking at recent performances and the, and the two last performances that have been on the TV don't really bode well um, for what the fans like and, and obviously being a fan myself and knowing what they want they want 110% uh, given in by every player every week with passion and desire and that's what seems to be lacking from 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 the outside looking in uh, John Mack on Twitter has a question for you is Ramsey the right man at this time um, good question nice easy um, one it's a very good question um, it's, it's hard to say from what I hear from, from people in and around the club he's an extremely good coach and he's very good with the players and, and dealing with them day to day and stuff but obviously I don't I've not had much dealings with Chris Ramsey at all so it's hard for me to pinpoint say is he the man for the job um, time will tell with results and, and things like that and obviously being a fan as as the guy who's asked me the question he's probably looking as we are at the desire and passion and thinking why can he not get that out of the players and, and obviously a lot of the players that are there now are players that they have brought in so um, don't really know if he's definitely the man for the job but wouldn't like to say he's not the man for the job but obviously time will tell jury's out uh, jury's out you're saying uh, we had Rob yeah. Green on last week and he said we don't know which way it's going to go yet because we're only 12 games in or whatever it was then and we're a new team and we need time to gel which fans are used to hearing what's your yeah. view on that is that a legitimate thing for a player to be saying after you know sort of whatever it is three months of the season um, to, to a point it is but you'd like to think that they've been together since obviously the start of July for pre-season you're now four or five months in where everyone's been together and they should know each other very well and know I mean obviously they had a few injuries recently with Charlie's not injured which doesn't help um, but obviously senior players like Rob Charlie you're expecting them to step up to the plate now and bring the new guys through and basically show them that this is how it is here this is the passion and the desire you need to show week in week out and I just feel that that hasn't been there looking looking into it myself I don't feel that that's fully been there and maybe it's starting to show in results and performances especially away from home uh, when you really do need to dig in uh, Martin one of, one of the uh, things that fans think is lacking at the moment is uh, a lack of leadership on the pitch how important is that in a league like the Championship you know say when you go a goal Sorry, down massive. it's massive no matter what league you are or, or what whether you're playing the World Cup where you need leaders out there and people when when it does start to go tough, you have people that are going to pull their sleeves up and get everyone together, get the team spirit going and basically make sure that you become hard to beat. And that's, that's, that's what it seems that we're not particularly hard to beat at the moment, you know, and that's, that's something that obviously they need to get very difficult to beat. And then with people like Charlie, Matty Phillips, you, you, there's goals in the team. I mean, J. Manuel Thomas has scored a few goals as well. There's, there's, there's goals there. Um, but obviously you've got to become hard to beat because obviously away from home in the championship is an extremely tough league and that's, that's basically ultimately your away form determines whether you have a real good season or whether you can come, come right up against it. Hi Martin, it's Paul here. Um, Hi. Hi dear fella. The, 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 the question I'm going to ask is a bit of a strange one which is unusual for me he says but what, what was the special bond that you had with yourselves like with Kevin Birch Cookie all the Ainsworth all them players because um, none of you guys are a massive money but you know 
that it seemed that you really got hurt when we lost games. You can see it in your faces. You leaving the pitch, not there. Is it purely about money, or is it? Am I just being naive thinking that? Um, I'm not necessarily sure. It's just about money because obviously the game the game is changing constantly, and there's a lot more money coming into the game all the time. But what I would say is, no matter how much money we was on back then, or we would be now, you, I think the fans know, and we knew in each other, we knew what we was going to give every single game. And, and we loved, obviously, playing for QPR. We were all mates. We're all still mates. And we got that togetherness and that team spirit. And I, I think if you can get the team spirit and build the team spirit, people, when they go on the pitch, they're prepared to run through brick walls for each other, for the club, for the fans. And it becomes irrelevant to what you're earning or, or your status, you know. I mean, if you look at the top sides and the top clubs, all them people could just hang their boots up tomorrow and walk away but they don't because they have the desire and passion and hunger to better themselves and go further and I think sometimes that's lacking sometimes people are happy to pick up a big paycheck get beat 1-0 and go home and think oh well we'll go into work next week and still get a big paycheck you know it's got to hurt it's, it's that, that, that's one thing it, it, it's got to hurt when you get beat Hi, my name's Sean. I am just wondering what you think of um, kind of how the fans have been. This season. There's, there's been quite a toxic atmosphere at Loftus Road, and just p- most of the season, if yeah. I'm honest. Um, obviously, away as well. And I don't know if you saw the video coming off. The players were clapped, and Chris Ramsey got um, pretty poor reception from the QPR fans, yeah. and kind of booing during games. How, how does that affect a player? Because obviously, you've been that experienced, and I know maybe the, yeah. the kind of the bomb was better, better those days. But how, how does that affect a player? And do you, do you think the fans should be doing um, that? Or? Well, the, the fans have always been magnificent. I mean, no, home and away, the fans have always been magnificent. And I know, speaking to people, there is a bit of an atmosphere of people are starting to, to get frustrated. And obviously they know that some of these people are on big money. They're getting frustrated because they're not seeing the the amount of input they should be getting for the money they're getting, which is obviously makes... That gets people's back up and they don't like to see that these people are getting well paid. All, you, all you've got to do is try... 100% you know to earn your wages um, it's been going on for a while obviously speaking to a lot of fans they loved the championship before because obviously there's regular games every Tuesday Saturday and it's very competitive and then the few years in the Premier League became very difficult because there's a lot of games obviously got beat and then fans start to get a bit dejected and feel down because obviously they're going every week to Loftus Road and they're not expecting to win and I think the the turnaround of people's um, thoughts hasn't fully changed and the performances hasn't made them feel that, that I don't know what the word, maybe that love and that passion again inside them to keep really wanting to go every week because they're seeing such, such a passionate team that, and it doesn't seem to be there right now. Uh, Martin, before you go, ch- cheer us up a bit. Let's take you back sort of uh, eight, ten, beg your pardon, eight, ten, twelve years. Um... What 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 are your happiest memories from uh, your your time at the club? You played, I think, 150, 160 games, something like that. Great many yeah. years. What what's your best memory from your time as a player? Uh, best memory was Sheffield Wednesday away when Mine too. we. But basically, that whole season was just phenomenal. I, I signed that that summer. I mean, I had a broken leg, and Ollie signed me with a broken leg, gave me to you kind, and just. It just felt home, you know. Just everybody was just very passionate. Week in week out, the fans were amazing. We we got a, such a great team spirit between us that 
I mean, we would have done anything for each other in that season, and then it all ultimately came together when uh, when we played at obviously Hillsborough that day, and we won three one and got promoted to what was to, from Division One to the Championship. And now that that was probably one of the best days of my whole football career. That that season, and obviously ending on that day, that was one of the best things. And there have been some there were some great days after that of some great performances we had in the Championship and stuff, but. Probably one of my greatest days and memories is, is obviously from that day. It, it meant a lot to all of us because the club had come through a very turbulent time of administration not not too many years before that, like going out in the FA Cup to Vauxhall Motors and so and and obviously that season really like pushed it on. They just missed out the year before in the playoff final away uh, um, to Cardiff at the Millennium, and obviously that season mm. we pushed on, got to the championship and. The club sort of progressed a lot since then. It's, it's sort of seen a, a bit of a backward step now, but hopefully things can turn around with the right people in charge and and push back on to get the club back in the Premier League where everyone wants to see it. It was also very nice of Sheffield Wednesday to put the score up halfway through the game of the Bristol City match as well that day. That spurred us on even more when they was putting them scores on because obviously we knew we had to win because Bristol City were at home. I can't remember who they were at home to, but... We knew that we, we had to win that game. We couldn't rely on anything going against us. and We got a good start. That was unbelievable, or was it, during a game to do that? I mean, Jesus, I've seen some oh, things yeah. at Football League. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, Martin, it was yeah. a personal grip of mine. Uh, Martin, and we've had a question on Twitter from Kevin Gallum, <laughs> which we'll finish with. Genuinely <laughs> have. Up, he, he wants to know whose nose is bigger, yours <laughs> or Gareth Ainsworth's? <laughs> That, that's an absolute no contest. Gaz's is bigger. But I'm happy to take Kev's, uh, Kev's word of Gonzo. And I just want to put a question back to him just to see, is he still getting his back waxed every week? Or is he <laughs> going with the, we're going with the hair suit these days. Fine. We will ask him that on Twitter tomorrow. You're, uh, um, yeah, you're not on Twitter, I don't think. But um, we'll no, ask I'm not him on, on your. No, 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 not we'll ask him on your behalf. Um, no problem, Martin. Thank you very much. I know you were trying to come in in the studio uh, with oh, us tonight. Yeah, unfortunately, and got waylaid earlier today. But no, I'd love to come up at some point, guys. And More than welcome, big man. Spend the whole time there. But uh, I'd like to do that in the near future, definitely. Please guys. do. Please do, Martin. Really good to speak to you. Um, thanks a lot and thanks, uh, yeah, come on again soon thanks guys bye cheers hope you see okay right we are believe it or not we wound on so long in the first half that we're we're, not, we? we're up against it so let's move on to ours end we can have a bit of an extended ours end just because we like getting Gabe really anxious and worried because we he know we know we're on a time limit. Um, Chris, anything and everything you haven't brought up would like to talk about. Anything you think we need to sort of examine in the R's end of the show? Um, I just I, I'm a bit disappointed. Um, I don't want. I'm not one of these fans who's like oh, I'd never boo a manager, and I, I, I don't think Ramsey should, they should get rid of him. I should be, he should be given a bit more time. But I would like to see uh, Yun back in the side. I quite liked him um, when he played and. I don't know. I just think even if he played in front of Konchesky or you know left wing, he's quite mm. a, quite an ex- exciting player. He's pacey. I think he'd be good at this level. Mm. I think, I think he like Choyore, he's, he's he's actually more, as a left left winger or something. Like, I think he could benefit from that. Yeah. Obviously, Chris is Paul Konchesky. He's had a few poor games, but on the on the I think he's been, I know he's had a poor game. I think he said himself at Brentford. But I, I was thinking he was playing fairly well recently mm. until not. 
and obviously his experience he sees he needs that experience in the team doesn't he because it was Paul 34, 35 mm-hmm. and yeah, he's quite harsh on Jan though because be fair Jan done quite well at the Championship before especially towards the end of that promotion season and he was quite he was quite decent in the Premier League as well so yeah maybe possibly left wing obviously bringing Junior Hoyle on is, is, could you not argue that Jan's probably maybe potentially more, more effective in that kind of role mm. yeah and Konczewski's the only player who's grown hair in his 30s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every other player is the reverse. Yeah. But that's what's happened with him. <laughs> I'm not talking about hair. Another, another thing I want to see. So I was at the game in the press, <clears throat> press area on Friday and I wrote a match report. And I was just looking at reading a couple of other match reports and all of them were just mentioned that, oh, the pressure's growing on Chris Ramsey. And that just didn't even, I didn't even think about that at the time. Um, I just thought, I don't know, I've, never, I've not heard anything from the club saying he's, he's under pressure. Like he said at the beginning of the season, he had to consolidate. We're in twelve. Mm. I just think you know that probably doesn't help his cause. Where there is that. I just don't know whether this pressure is actually real, or well, it's fans uh, talking to fans. There, there is also there is also a couple of things that need to be discussed as well. Who are the players listening to? The, because does Les go in the dressing room? Does Neil go in the dressing room? Well, and does Chris do the, You know what I mean? Luongo did an interview before the Brentford game where he said, "Our oh, Warnock's influence is growing a little bit now." So Ramsey will say his a few words before the game and at half time, and then Neil will come in and have a chat as well. That's just mad. Yeah. It is a bit. I, I, <coughs> it is ridic- ridiculous. Yeah. So therefore, it goes back to what we said earlier on <laughs> of the players are looking and going, "I don't really know who it is." Well, you got Char- you got Charlie Austin train looking forward to working with Neil Warnock. Incre- incredibly disrespectful to Chris Ramsey I think so well, well could what? it be on the other side of it he's actually looking forward to being coached by someone who he respects I don't know but yes you, you can look I, at that I, different I, ways I suppose but yeah I know what you're saying I, I don't agree with this. Tr- obviously you look at Twitter now and it's, it's ridiculous isn't it it's just ridiculous so now, so so it, it is interesting. Sean this is something we've talked about yep. a few times the move to bring Warnock in what's yep. your take on it and, and where did it come from I, I, I don't agree with it. I think it's a backward step. Um, I mean, he left. Okay, the same fa- these are the same fans who kind of forced him out on, on Twitter a couple of years, a few years ago. It's 2012. Do you think um, the fans forced him out? Yeah, I do, 100%. So, social media at the time then. He, Fernandez, I mean, the, the next in thing was to bring Mark Hughes in, experience, and obviously, so, uh, 100%. Uh, okay. and let's be honest. Uh, I think Neil done a good job in the championship, yeah. To be fair, he probably deserved more time then. Uh, to get rid of Warnock then, Fernandez is thinking, let's get a higher profile manager in. I can attract Bobby Zamora. I can attract Jural Cissé. You're not going to attract those players in Neil Warnock, are you? No, you might get players that might actually care. <laughs> but that's, that's the whole point of my... He's just one well, big name. Big Cissé, you kept big name. Yeah, no, no, I'm done not well. saying that. No, no, but, big, it's know. all about big name players and... Warnock wanted Chris as his number two at Palace um, <laughs> last season. Mm. But I, 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 it's a strange one for me because I, I, I presume... That's a good point, actually, yeah. Yeah, Do you think the club brought him in or Ferdinand th- and Ramsey brought uh, him in? I speculate too much. I, th- I think it was said to Chris that it would be good, good to you to have a helping hand. He's, he's not going to come out and... He obviously got a support thing. You're not gonna, it's the first time he's got a head coach role and he's, it was a big opportunity. He's worked hard to get it. Yeah. Um, uh, Warnock's come out at the start of the season and gone talk sport and said Chris is not the right man. Um, they could go Did and he d- say that. They could go and do. That's why I find it flabbergasting. Did they, he say that? They, they, he said that they need someone experienced and they they could go down to they League One. They need someone experienced. And they could go down Yorkshire to League accent. One. Yeah, yeah they go down maybe to maybe lives on the south I mean, he, coast. Good uh, podcast. Been texting yeah, I mean, uh, when, when, when he was questioned about it, he, Chris, did, well, Chris says he didn't even realise Warnock made those comments. Mm. So, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so you obviously got to be clever, and sometimes the managers not reveal. 
stuff. Do you know what I mean? But Oof. for me, it's, it's this for is me, a great food for thought podcast, isn't it? It's, 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 I, I think it's ridiculous me bringing back in. Nothing against him, but it's, his days are long gone. I feel sorry for mm. Ramsey because. Like you said, we've had Mark Hughes in charge, who's a good manager and didn't do well. Redknapp has done well elsewhere, mm. and it's not—it's just the people that are part of a system that's failing. Like Barton's gone to Burnley, he's their yeah, best but, player. Yeah, but it makes me laugh. Zamora's about, doing well. about Barton. Oh, we should have kept Barton and Zamora at the, the, the time. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. It's a clean start. Exactly, yeah. We've got rid of Joey Barton, who on sixty-five thousand pound a week was causing having arguments with club legends on Twitter. Uh, Bobby, oh, it's a great goal, but he's, he's thirty-four. Was it thirty-five, thirty-four? He's got a bad knee, bad back. So you, we've got to get rid of those high wages off and now, and now you want them back <laughs> but I'm not doing that a lot, lot. We're, we're always looking to the past to look to the future the part, that's exactly it and I just and I also I think the point of Carl Henry okay, he's not playing well and I, I feel like someone needs to defend him kind of thing because there's always a scapegoat isn't it it's because obviously it's like oh Chris he's always picking him the reception come on, the reception he's been getting it's just the short memories isn't it last season the Premier League yep. who's, who's one of the QPR's most consistent players I'm not saying I'm not saying by any stretch you know what you're getting with Carl Henry don't you but even your worst player don't cheer for him to be sent off what's he thinking when he goes home he chats to his family I, you know I can't, I can't believe this if you're real Carl Henry's one player who I'll see I'll always give 110% on that pitch and I think this absolutely I mean these fat, so-called fans I'm not, so-called fans booing him it's disgusting Finney your R's end uh, well, just going back to the Carl Henry thing, I think in the Premiership he looks a better player because yeah. he, sh- he shadows really well. He therefore puts people off the game better. Yeah. In the Championship, when you're looking for him to get the ball, to compete, to move it, to, to pass it, yeah, but, he's not. Yeah, Paul, Paul, what, Sandro. I mean, Sandro didn't come back to the end of August. Fitness issues. The only player who can kind of play the role was Carl. So people call him for Fallon, who can't protect about who can't protect about four. He's got a lovely pass in him, but he's limited in that. He's not. He's not a defensive midfielder. And if you have a Fallon and a Tozer, that's that's light, isn't it? We need a leader, yeah. And then we don't. Can't, we lost yeah. that part, and maybe to be, to be, to be fair, I'm not, well, there is I'm not saying Ramsey. So I'm not saying that Henry deserves what he's getting. But what I'm saying he's, li- he's limited, but he's not. Oh, he's I'm, not also, I'm also saying he's not putting in great performances. Well, that's due to there's too much pressure on him, or there's more expected of him. I don't know, but well, maybe the balance of no, teams. The, I, I'd agree with that, but there's a massive jump between a player not putting in great performances and calling for him to be sent off every time he speaks to the referee. But I didn't you actually get, off, you get a bit more time on the board. Didn't Joey, not, not every time. Didn't Joey, but, but, you know what I'm saying? Didn't Joey Barton say on the? Um, was it, he said it was, he said something about I think Sean Derry brought up in your podcast about uh, when Joey was he said before when Joey was booed against Liverpool how that psychologically affected him still to this day he talks about it when you know the, the Liverpool really? game were on free to, you know he was getting well that was oh, it was bad yeah. that, I know that was really bad wasn't he, went off, down. Didn't, didn't he went we, off he went off we changed the game when he went three, off 3-2 yeah. yeah obviously yeah, yeah but see even that I know Barton wasn't a massively popular figure there but I don't, I don't think he should do it that it can't help the players it can't it's, help it's, it's, it's negative all but then Joey wasn't exactly forward and backward or backward and coming forward no. against, his, um, he, against Warnock he so. was one of those things yeah, yeah anyway yeah. go on Paul yeah thank you for that <laughs> you helped me out there I'd just like to say there's a, a few years ago at Stoke my friend's son had a terrible time I talked about it in the podcast he, you won't remember this and um, he was this the, he got a shirt yeah and there was a lot of trouble he, he didn't want to go back a young lad his maths got Saturday so Alan Blue's son enjoy your day on Saturday and um, I'm delighted at your mascot he's also from Northern Ireland and I'm going to France with his dad um, in the European Championships and we're going to get drunk but enjoy your day Saturday um, only for the group stage <laughs> yeah. Friday was weird you go back to Friday the, 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 um, I thought the mood amongst the fans was a wee bit strange um, I was talking to an American guy who listens to the podcast who came and spoke to me at half time on Saturday 
and you're on with him and he came over to do his study in London because of QPR mm. and you know it's, it's, it's just a shame that we can't give more back into the team despite anything perhaps we should just ignore some things and just back the team just sing a club's name just do something different booing is so it looked my, my friend sorry my friend watched it on TV he's a Rangers fan and um, obviously most of my friends are and he said he felt quite embarrassed by the booing because it's not the QPR that he he knows and he cares about and it's not really the QPR way family club you shouldn't he boo uh, yeah obviously uh, was, fair enough seeing Birch and Gallon songs there was no real song bar Charlie Austin Charlie Charlie when the, Charlie come on was there any song, song about the, the current QPR team and he supported them like Jet was a Jet he's been doing well recently mm. Wait, we didn't go back to, uh, to, no to singing su- like, is there any real support for the players now there, there is some good characters in that team that's the only one. you've got Rob Green in goal you've got I know Nedham's having, that's bit Nedham is captain he's had a poor season yeah. is, he, is he getting the pelt was it Carl Henry against MK Dons Carl Henry was probably QPR's best player at that point yeah. one misplaced past why, 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 well, we know why Carl Henry's getting it, obviously, because they think Chris Ramsey's favourite is Carl Henry. Yeah. The manager isn't favourite, he just thinks he's better suited to that. And that's the one thing I say about Chris, he, he, isn't, he doesn't get swayed, but he'll pick who he thinks and he'll make those subs that he thinks is the. Do you mean, no matter what fans, I think when he took Luonga off and brought Leroy Furr on, which was met with raucous booze at 0 0. But we need to change the thumbing. Look what happened. We need to change the th- I don't go in Look what happened. The thumbing thing's ain't, it's not working. Yeah, that, that uh, there is was obviously something. You can't. He obviously has to take criticism. I think he probably he knows he needs some proof. Plus, we can't defend for Toffee. Um, yeah. I'm going to let Sean have the last word in a minute. My R's end is going to be statistical based, just dealing in facts, right? I'm going to read you out That's something that we did in May, and maybe it will sort of be calls for thought, pause for thought, whatever. Food for thought. So, after we got relegated in May, we did a survey of our listeners and QPR fans and we asked them a series of questions. We got 314 uh, respondents, responses, which is quite a lot. And this is what people said. And now, in the context of what's been happening, you might find this interesting. Who do you think is most to blame for QPR's relegation? 40% said Tony Fernandez. Um... More than any other answer. The players, 14%. Harry Adnap, 38%. What do you think should be the club's number one priority for next season? This is where it gets interesting. Establishing a long-term plan, 71%. Promotion, 9%. Only 9% of people thought getting promoted was a priority. Um, Where do you think the club will finish in the championship next season? Mid-table, i.e. not playoffs or not relegated, 58%. So 6 out of 10 people thought finishing mid-table, about where we are now, was realistic. Um, first or second, 2%. You're forgetting one thing, though, though, David. The, the club halfway through the season changed the mantle for everything by saying we're pushing for promotion. So what Change goalposts. That's what I'm sorry for. Uh, problems uh, come from upstairs. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm no. just reminding that, everyone that, what that we work. thought was reasonable and what our expectations were. Four, five, six months ago, Did whatever QPR it was. QPR fans really, on the whole, really want Chris Ramsey. I think it all stems. I mean, they're Maybe. just they're just saying Les, Les and him get on well. They just they're taking that, aren't they? And I, I, just, I, I never feel. I don't know about you three. I've never felt Chris Ramsey has the full support of QPR fans. No, no, I agree. For whatever reason. Um, Gabe, our producer, is having kittens because we need to finish. So, so Sean, what's your final point as our guest this evening? Um, uh, You're under pressure now. I'm under pressure. Yeah. Um, Come on, you've got a whole page of notes here. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> um, well, we can finish with predictions for predictions, Derby yeah. and um, oh, Preston. Don't, don't, we don't lost to Derby on Friday, but we'll beat Derby on Tuesday. Have you been working on that? Okay, so... I mean, 
Derby have no reason to beat us whatsoever, apart from the fact we didn't employ the manager and we beat in the playoff final. Let's yeah, go how many is. points? How many points from the Derby game and the Preston game? Sean? Three. Paul? I would say three. Yeah. Chris? Five. Stop being an idiot. No, I'm it's honestly, be, uh, yeah, three. I think three as well. I think we'll lose a Derby. I think, we'll all take I think that. we want to see it. It's going to be a tough game at Derby. You know what I mean? What last thing Chris needs is a three or four nil there. The players have to really put on a display there. And it want, it'd be nice if they're going at a point there or something. Just put on a display. And I think Tom Ince is out injured. They've got a few injuries. And just go and defend. I mean, I think I mentioned actually, I don't know, Paul briefly, Grant Hall, last three, three games. He's, he's been, been great. Been, he's been absolutely outstanding. Oh, yes, I'm doing this. I'm trying to stop absolutely. Paul having the last one word last, on this podcast. He can't resist it. One last he has to be the last voice one on this last podcast. Thing. Derby fans, if they win tomorrow night, will take the piss miraculously. They'll take the hammers. They will take the piss. They'll hammers. But no one can take away that day in May, no matter what happens tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't know if it was worth the wait yeah. for that last comment, Paul, but look, thanks. You can come back next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening. It's been the QPR Podcast. The QPR Podcast is a West 12 Media and Burble Media production. The QPR Podcast is sponsored by Grant Harrod Lerman Davis, accountants and tax advisors for individuals and businesses. The Harrod in that title is Jeremy, who's a partner, a mad QPR fan who goes to both home and away games. If you want expert advice and a free consultation, phone Jeremy on 01895 633033 or go to ghld.uk.com. UPR, UPR, Super Rangers are on the up and up. UPR, UPR.